I think we all know what that was for. Uh, we we lost a, a key member, a, a cog in this league. You know, for better or for worse, uh, Joey Burns has announced his retirement from the league. Is this a permanent fantasy football retirement? I don't know, but we have Rick on tonight. We have Bill Murth on tonight. The two contenders, um, guys. What you know? What do you guys know about Joey that I don't? Is, is he ever coming back? Is this it for him? Is he done? Let me let me start, Bill. Um, so, Joe, I just want to say, if this is it, it's been an honor. Um, all these years of you not trading away your guys, um, rarely answering text messages. You're a legend in this league. You've been here for I don't even know how long. Um, you're you're probably the main reason why I became friends with everyone here anyway. Um, when you came up to me in sixth grade and asked me to be uh, the drummer for your band because my screen name was ACDC Drummer Boy 182. Um, so we're losing a legend today. And again, I know you've got, you know, big shit on your plate. You have a literal child that you have to raise. So I understand. But I hope that one day you can find your way back to us and we will welcome you back with open arms. Very nice, Rick. Very nice. Um, I just want to say welcome, Pandas. And RIP to a legend, man. Uh, Joey will surely be missed, but something tells me he'll be back one day. That's good to know. Yeah, That's good to know. Rick, that was a beautiful um, monologue, prologue. Which one? Prologue, monologue? I forget. I don't know how that works. Uh, a little soliloquy. Whatever. Soliloquy. It's, it's right. you know... I had to, you know, just just say my piece. That was, but, um, that was beautiful. That was really very nice. poetic. Poetic. Yeah, but <laughs> of course. But but now now we're here. Yes, exactly. Now we're here. And the last and, time, sorry, Rick. Last time we played that no, song, yeah. um, Aaron Rodgers got hurt. I think he like broke his collarbone. So it's only brought <laughs> out in the the worst situations. Uh, but also, you know, I'm happy for him, man. Uh, I hope he finds his way back here. But if not, then. Uh, like you said, we'll never forget sixth grade, big year. Um, but let's 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 kind of up the up the spirits a little bit because uh, people are bringing home hardware tonight. It's the award ceremony show along with the champion show. Um, but I'll just say right now, just as a preview, um, Justin's bringing home a lot of hardware, and none of it, and none <laughs> of it's good, and none of it's good, none of it. <laughs> oh man, it was a tough year for him. Um, but there, there's a, we have a new, we have one new award that Ricky made up, which is genius. Uh, Rick, what is the new, uh, title of the award? The newest award. You guys remember a lot of the awards from last year. Uh, the newest award added this year was the sleazy car salesman award, which is given to the person who had the worst trade accepted. Um, so we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but Joe, do you want to just do you want to just get in to 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 the award? Yeah, I'm gonna I'll start it right off. Um, you know, we can all we can say whatever the hell we want on these, but pretty obvious obvious winners. You know, just like black and white, they won because that's there's no opinion, right? So uh, the biggest loser, which is lowest scoring team, uh, it was actually pretty it was pretty close, but Justin is taking home. The biggest loser of the year award. Um, 
I have my feelings on Justin and what he did and did and didn't do this year. Uh, but it sucks. You know, you have a year like that and, uh, you know, he's getting his ass slapped with milk. What can you, yeah. What can you say, Bill? I mean, Justin's team, what, what can you say about that? Uh, you uh, made a good comment in the last pod, Perry. He needed to unload important pieces to try to further his team. And as per usual, Justin did fucking nothing. And that's why he's <laughs> sitting on the bottom. <laughs> like, right. Like he's the worst team in the league and he's ending the year with Travis Kelsey. My man had a 40 point Kelsey week last week. <laughs> and he's still, and what happened? He's not even playing for it, right? He's not even playing for the, the championship. Dude would have won anyone the first round, but he's sitting at the bottom of the bracket. Mm-hmm. One key thing to note, though, which I think is kind of funny, second in uh, least points was a playoff contender himself, Kevin Decker. Just kind of shows you, highlights the randomness of uh, fantasy football altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Decker, obviously, he just he just like lost everybody, I feel like, at some point. Um, but... Dude, I don't even want to get on that. We'll get we'll touch on Decker in a little bit, but uh, the Rick it brings us right into our next award, and it's it's kind of meaningless because it, he was the lowest score. So just 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 go just touch on number two for us. So so the second award we have is the redheaded stepchild award. <laughs> um, oh wait, sorry, which which is for the. Uh, most points against, and that award, as Joe just alluded to, goes again to uh, Team Wolfpack. Justin Vinton had the most points scored against him out of anybody the entire year. So you have the least points for, the most points against. It's a recipe for utter disaster. Like he could have been Decker, right, and and squeaked out um, a few clutch wins, right? But um, it didn't happen, man. And like this is totally not his year. Totally not Justin Jr. I don't know. With stats like that, it's almost surprising he mustered four wins. I'm surprised we didn't see a repeat of the Eccles year. Dude, to be fair, to be fair, Justin beat me this year. One of my losses this year was to Justin. Makes no sense, bro. It makes no sense. I was telling Mirtha that like anything can fucking happen any yeah. given week. Like Rick, Cooper Cup can go down, knock on wood, first chill, chill, chill. First catch. Uh, Chill. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> I'm knocking on wood. I have a wooden desk. So, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. But uh, yeah. So Justin has the first two awards, uh, and they're not they're they're not they're not ones you want. Um, yeah, this is the one you want. This is the one you want. This is my favorite award. Uh, I, I want to get it every year. Uh, maybe we'll do something next year for most points scored. You know, a little incentive, little little moolah. Uh, the greatest show on turf, of course, we're referring to the 2000 Rams, I believe, 99, 2000 Rams. Um, that's Rick. And, and by a wide margin, Rick, Rick just was dominant in points for congratulations, Rick. That's, that's the one you want. Yeah. Yeah, definitely one, the one you want. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like I was almost, uh, I was 95 points ahead of Vinny in second place. Almost broke two thousand, which would have been cool, but um, mm. yeah, it was a good year. It was a good year for 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 the points. You know, <laughs> no other way about it. You score points, you're gonna win. You put points on the board, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna have a good time. So so yeah, it was it was it was nice. Yeah, I, I tip my cap to Rick. Um, 
when you're leading, when you're in first place for points, you're doing something right. You're putting a great year together right. and uh, you deserve some credit, man. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You deserve a lot of credit. I mean, uh, like I said, I think it's what been one of the more dominant seasons. Uh, it brings me back to Choper. Choper 2009, 2010, or I think it was, where he was, what, was he undefeated going into the championship game? Had one I loss? I think he lost, he, uh, lost week one and then yeah. ran, the, ran the table up until the ship. Yeah, he won like 13 games in a row, and then somehow I took him down. I, I think I started uh, uh, Jerome... <laughs> Jerome well, on the Browns running back, Jerome Harrison or something, something crazy like that, dude. Uh, anyways, so, <laughs> so that, that was the trophy that you wanted, Rick, you got it. Congrats. Uh, this next trophy you don't want real quick, Joe, yeah. I do agree. We should, we should think about pooling some money next year for a uh, leader of points. I think that's a good idea. I looked it up uh, just because someone was like, well, you know, I think it was Rick. Rick was like, um, you know, more often than not, the guy who uh, is going to win the title is going to have most points, something like that, maybe, right? Yeah, it wasn't – it's not going to win, but is will be in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, we'll be in the running for it. For sure. And, and I think that – And, you know, 50% of playoff teams – make money or at least their money back you know in the last like eight years it was close to like 50 percent uh title winner for points for it was close it was around that so um i'm okay with that i'm we'll, we'll put it to a vote right but we'll table it yeah so i don't know i mean like rick you would love this year you would have loved that you would have absolutely loved that would have loved it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right bring us in what's this horrible award that oh, the next one is another one you don't want, the Jets Award, which is the worst regular season record, which could also be referred to as the Giants Award. Let's just call it the New York Football Award because both teams are utter, utter dog shit. Uh, the worst regular season record this year belongs to Justin Van. Again, most points scored against, least points for, least amount of wins. You're getting milked. You're getting milk on your ass, and that's that's all there really is to it. Um yeah, again, these are awards you don't want, Justin, but you've got three of them, so you're leading in in something. Um, so congrats on that. You know, it's great. You know, we've been building Justin up with all our new statistical data and whatnot that he's so good at during the regular season. <laughs> and Justin always find, finds a way to prove you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, like, this is one of the worst – this is one of the worst years you could have, like, with these awards – as far as awards go, I mean, he's, he's striking out, he's striking out so bad. <laughs> um, so let's, and, and these are a little redundant. Cause like the next one, the bill Belichick award, uh, best regular season record and manager of the year. It's going to Rick, of course, you know? Um, but you, you know, you deserve, you deserve every award Rick up to this point. And if you win the championship, you would have deserved it too. So you're having a fantastic year. So you don't apologize to nobody for taking home all these awards. You don't owe anybody anything. <laughs> uh, Bill's probably, hold on. Bill's probably sitting there wondering like, oh, where's my fucking hardware? Like I want, didn't I do something? Bill, you did win a few things tonight. I don't, I forget what, what you won, but you did. So uh, just hang on, hang on to that. 
I'm a patient man. I understand that Rick deserves his accolades. I went through the same thing last year. I totally get it. You dominated. <laughs> you dominated last year, uh, Bill. You, you you had a ton of awards last year. Um, so th- this this next one, Rick, is interesting. Um, we could definitely go back on it if we want. Um, but you actually, I want since you're gonna announce the award, take us back to this this matchup. Take us back to this one. So this was week 13 between Decker and myself. This is the Fiesta Bowl award for the best game. And you, when you look at it, you don't think, oh my God, these like it was like 103 to 102. But it wasn't like, wow, these, these teams both put up high, crazy numbers, like both all teams went off, blah, blah. No, that wasn't it. It was because of what was on the line. It was, if I win, I get the bye. Mm-hmm. If I lose, I... I still have a shot, but I lose some of that control that I had after having, you know, a, such a, a solid regular season. So it came down to, it was a one point difference. It came down to, um, gosh, who was it? Do you guys even remember? I don't even it was, remember. It was, who that was that. Monday, it was the Monday night, the crazy weather game. Patriots. Oh Bills. yes, 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 yes. Where my kick De- Decker was sending me videos of my kicker, Tyler Bass, the Bills kicker kicking it. And it just going like, <laughs> just stopping in the air. And and so I'm like, all right, well I'm fucked. Like it was it was a terrible game to watch. The the Pats threw the ball three times. They ran the entire game and and won the game. So it was an ugly game to watch. Um, crazy crazy but, game. But yeah, but yeah. So that's why the Fiesta Bowl award um, is 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 for that game. It it was not for the 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 best football, but because of how what was on the line and yeah. and, and what it came down to. So that oh, go ahead, Martha. You got something. Yeah, sometimes important games are played in the mud, and that 103, I'm hoping Rick brings that this week, but we'll talk about this week later. All right, hold on a second. I gave you a 98-point performance. You're asking for back-to-back shit fucking performance. (laughs) Hey, it could happen, bro. It could happen. But that Fiesta Bowl game uh, was the second closest game of the year. The first closest game was Sheehy and someone else. It was like percentage points, but... It was a big game for Sheehy. If he were to win that game, I think it was against Joey and Drew. It was literally like 0.5 point game. Um, but this was more important because there was just there was a lot of implications, and it was back and forth on Monday night, dude. I remember that with uh, he had yeah. Pat D going right. It, yes, dude, yes. It, it was crazy. That was nuts, nuts game. I was praying Josh. There was one play where Josh Allen almost took a sack right at the end, but like escaped it and then threw the ball away. Like, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was it was nuts, man. Yeah, it was definitely um, a Fiesta Bowl deserving of that award. Um, so the Alex Smith, it's so fitting and it's so beautiful that the comeback manager of the year award, the Alex Smith, it's going to Joey, Joey and Drew. Um, you know, they were supposed to get milked last year. They were terrible. No, nobody milked them. Uh, Kyle brought like chocolate milk or something to the draft, I think. <laughs> and it, it, he just drank it. So, um, they had a great year, man, that Joey and Drew could have easily been in this title game easily, 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 easily. Um, so Joey goes off with the Alex Smith award. I think it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I thought. I had said a bunch of times that I thought Joey and Drew were they had the most even lineup um, in, in the entire of everybody in the entire league. They got super unlucky with um, uh, injuries down the line, but but it was a really impressive year for them 
Um, and 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 congrats again, Joe. You're going out with you're going out with some hardware, which is always nice. Yeah, I think that trophy is totally deserved. Um, tough luck with what happened to them in the first round. That's fantasy for you, but uh, they had a great year overall for sure. A very complete team. Uh, this next one, Perry, I didn't actually run the numbers on this. So if you want to, if you want to get into this one, uh, cause I don't know yeah. enough about it. Yeah. Yeah. So this next one's the Joe Montagna. Uh, it's just clutch wins. So, um, I went with five points or less and, and there wasn't a lot of wins, which were under five points this year, but there was, I think there was total six games, which were decided by five or less. Right. And Kevin Decker had two of those games. Kevin Decker won two games decided by five points or less. That's, you know, that's part of the reason why he um, had a shot at the title for sure. And then he lost the game of the year, the Fiesta Bowl to Rick, which could have went either way. That could have been a third. Uh, and that brings us to points four. Uh, he's number two behind Justin. So like, hey, this guy was, you know, we always say the best teams don't always win. I think this year the best teams are going to fucking win. Uh, Decker was not the best team, and he he was close, man. He was this close. This that's fantasy football. Bill said it best. It's a motherfucker. Fantasy football is a motherfucker. Uh, but yeah, so Decker gets that Joe Montana award, man. He was he was winning tight games all year, all year long. Uh, the next one we have is the Ryan Leaf Award. And this goes to the worst draft pick. Um, whether he, your player underperformed, whether he got hurt, whatever the case may be, this award is going to Kyle Furlong for his pick of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, the number one overall pick, back-to-back years, and he he was a complete bust for Kyle. You know, <laughs> he was solid in the first couple weeks he played and then got hurt. And then when he came back, he wasn't like his normal self. And then he got hurt again and was done for the year. It was just an all-around disaster of a pick for Kyle. You could have also given this award to Allen Robinson, mm-hmm. who Kyle also drafted. <laughs> Either way, this award was going to go to Kyle one way or the other. Um, we're giving it to Christian McCaffrey this year. I believe, I mean, I would be shocked if he retained his number one overall status going to next year's draft. But, but... You know, we will see. Who knows what, what happens in the offseason. Matt Rule's still going to be there, so I doubt it. But, uh, yeah, the Ryan Leaf Award goes to Kyle for the pickup Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I was looking at the draft board today, <clears throat> and there was there were some bad picks for sure. But, like, when you when you bust the number one, you're going you're gonna to win that award, like, nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten. Uh, that ruined his entire season. And I remember – on draft night, <clears throat> I said, would it be crazy if Kyle like took Derrick Henry here or or fucking anybody else? Would it be crazy? And, Dalvin Cook. And everybody said it would, yeah. Maybe, maybe it would be crazy. But I know a couple people that didn't take CMC number one this year. I know some people did that. Some. Two out of 100 of every people might have done it. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying he he did anything wrong, but it's fantasy football, dude. You pick whoever the fuck you want at one. If it, as long as it's not a tight end. <laughs> right? I don't as long as it's not Justin <laughs> taken first. You're definitely right, Joe. I don't think you can fault Kyle for this one. Um 
I mean, dude, if you really look at it, you can almost make a case for like any of the top five picks mm-hmm. the way injuries have been rampant. Mm-hmm. That being said, CMC had the worst of it. It definitely sucks for Kyle. It does seem like having that first overall pick the last few years has kind of been a kiss of death, though. I will say that. Hey, yeah. whoever wins that loser's bracket, it's Vinny and Nelson, correct? I think. Yep, Vinny and Nelson. They might have to think about this. Do they even want the one overall? I mean, I'm sure you do, but 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 I'm just saying, <laughs> if I'm if I'm the one guy, I'm flexible as hell. I'm th- I'm just like, who do I love? And you know what? It brings me to the next award. It brings me right to this next award because this is the Tom Brady Award. This is the best draft pick. Uh, Tom Brady was what like a six round pick, seven six or seven, I think he was. Um, this could have this could have went a few different ways. There there were great picks throughout the entire draft, but when a wide receiver is taken in the third round and he is the best fantasy football wide receiver of all time, I think I think that's like documented. Um, or or he's close. Cooper Cup and Ricky is taking home the Tom Brady. I, I don't I don't know if there's any argument there. Maybe. Maybe. No shot. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. Sorry, Rick. No shot. <laughs> Obviously, Cooper Cup is the MVP of fantasy this year. Yeah. Rick gets all the accolades. I wanted this motherfucker so bad. <laughs> I've already voiced that to everyone. I swear, I have this guy every year when he's like mediocre. Yours, I don't have him. He's in the top five. It's crazy. Right, but right. <laughs> kudos to Rick. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. Rick, what yeah, do you I remember on, I remember on draft night, Bill just going, like yelling at me when I when I put the sticker up. Because he because he was like I he he had him penciled in and, and ready to ready to be taken in two two picks or whatever it was because Bill was like right after me. So between, <clears> yeah, it's been great. Real Rick. quick between Rick not taking Saquon and Rick taking Cup, he threw me all sorts of curveballs the whole draft. It's like <laughs> fitting I'm playing him in the finals. Uh, yo, honestly, Bill, I think it. I think like the universe comes full circle. And you're gonna ride or die with. You're not gonna start Osborne over Barkley. No way. You might. See, bro. You might. Takes <laughs> yeah, so, it's Kirk, only Wednesday. Kirk, it's only Wednesday, and we still got more awards to give. Don't out. let Kirk Cousins lose you a fucking championship because he will. We'll see. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. All right. All right. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. Rick, let, I'm gonna since I kind of oh. I I looked this up, Rick. This next award. This this was the most research I had to do on this award show because there's just a shit ton of transactions. All right, so this is called the Ozzie Newsom, which he was a fantastic or is a fantastic GM, president of football operations for the Baltimore Ravens. Still, probably I think um, best free agent move, best free agent pickup acquisition. Right, so I filtered acquisitions each month just additions like September to October, October, November, November, December. And I came up with this. I came up with two. And I don't, maybe we can settle it here or maybe not. We probably can't because it's you two guys. Um, I, I got Elijah Elijah Mitchell pickup for Mirtha and Zach Ertz for Ricky. Um, the Elijah Mitchell turned into an important piece, Mirtha, for you because you swung him into a pretty big deal. Um, and then Rick with Zach Ertz, I mean, that was like, that was the missing piece for tight end. He doesn't have to stream a tight end every week anymore after he did that. Everything else was pretty dry. Like all the other acquisitions were like, you'd be surprised. You're like, eh, everybody else kind of sucked. Like it wasn't a big deal, whatever. 
So what do you guys think? I mean, you guys are biased on this one, but like maybe speak on, I don't know, speak, just speak on it. What do you guys think about those two moves? So, so <clears throat> I don't, I don't know exactly what, what Eliza Mitchell was for off the top of my head. Bill can get into that in a second. What I will say why I don't think I deserve it, because again, not knowing what Elijah was flipped for, Zach Hurts only became playable every week because I got him, and then two days later, he got traded to the Cardinals. I didn't pick him up when he was already on the Cardinals. I got him, then he got traded, was the only option there really at tight end because they had just gotten a tight end hurt. So then he became, all right, I can play him every week. He's not going to, but again, he wasn't like, when when Joey picked up Greg Kittle a couple of years ago and he turned into like a, a a you know monster, he's just been a playable guy. He hasn't been a a a, a weak winner. He's been a guy that like, all right, he'll go in and he'll get ten points and maybe he'll score a touchdown. As of late, he's been a little better since Hopkins got hurt. But again, none of that stuff I had I knew when I picked him up. Yeah, I don't want to call out Rick here. I think he almost. It turned in. It was almost like a fool's gold. That was actually real gold. He picked up Zach Ertz to stream him that week because Goddard was out, and then it so happened on that Monday while Ertz was still locked, he got traded to the Cardinals. So my my best guess is Rick was dropping him the next day either way because Goddard was coming back. But that being said, it doesn't matter. He's got him. He's on his team and he's been super solid. So kudos to Rick there. Well, Bill, what did Mitch? You traded Mitchell for Cortland Sutton. I saw, and then you traded Sutton for. Uh, to Nelson, right? Yeah, I traded Sutton and Burrow to Nelson for uh, Damien Harris and T. Higgins, which obviously is my whole team right now. It feels like I'm <laughs> That's like a big reason why you're in the championship. So I'll, I'll probably give it to Mitchell just because of what it turned into. Without Mitchell, none of this happens, right? I, I mean, it'd be tough to see that happening without that Mitchell move. So oh, for sure. Yeah, so I can't wait till Fab next year because I wasn't able to get one motherfucking player all year because they said that I was in first the whole year when I was like tied with everybody or like a game ahead. I got I didn't get one fucking guy. <laughs> like I couldn't get one. I, I had my Listen, six. I, I couldn't do it. I hear you, Joe. I'm, I'm not gonna you know make a big case against Fab. The one thing that waivers does do, it keeps lesser teams more competitive, a.k.a. my team this year. But I get people who don't like that either. It sucks when it's a tight division. It it sucks when it's so tight, I think, when there's not a big difference. Like, you know, when the only difference is a tiebreaker. It's like, oh, I beat you, so you can pick eight slots ahead and of the, me. Yeah, and the thing, the thing with our league, too, is like, because, Perry, I was in the same situation. I didn't get one guy the right. entire year. You know, like I tried picking up Burrow last week, couldn't get him. I tried picking up three guys this week, Burrow, Trey Lance, some, someone, um, Chicago Bears defense, Bill, I think got him like all, all, I, I didn't, I just couldn't get guys this year because of, because of my positioning and like, it's, it's super, it's, it's annoying when you're going through it, but because our league is like everybody knows their shit. So it's not even like you can kind of plan out like, all right, this guy's a diamond in the rough. And like in three weeks, maybe he'll, I can stash him and then he'll be good. It's like you, like everybody knows who these guys kind of are, you know, like for the most part, everybody has kind of a lot of these same guys on their radar. And when names get brought up, you're like, Oh yeah. Like I do remember hearing about him on a podcast or, or reading an article about this player. So like, it's a lot tougher to make those like 
all right, well, you're in first. You got to plan fucking three, four guys ahead to try and hopefully get one of them. Um, and that's what I, I think, you know, why I'm in favor of, of, of fab ultimately, which, you know, everybody knows my stance on. So that's like, that's my one issue with fab, right? Rick, your team, you basically had no injuries all year, this whole season. You would have been able to keep most of your fab probably bought out an awesome, like top tier free agent at some point, you know, and then it makes your team that's been beasting. You're leading a points forward all year that much better than every other team. And it's not even close. Then it takes away competitive balance, which waivers sets the floor for it, AKA making worse teams, giving them a better chance, giving them better players instead of just, you know, teams that are already at the top becoming juggernauts because they can spend their fab because they probably already don't suffer from injuries or anything like that where they're forced to. And then they can just make like a God team. That's my issue with fab. Yeah, no, I mean, I understand. I do understand that aspect of it, but like everybody got fucking decimated by injuries. Yeah. I got lucky, right? Yeah. Like I was just in a lucky position. And again, you can make the case, well, yeah, well, yeah, yes, you did get lucky. So yes, your team would be that much better, but it's like, it's a rare instance. I'm, I know looking right now, like I still made 37 moves, which is top half of the league, you know? So all those moves I'm, I'm maybe getting guys also, mm-hmm. I have to wait to the wire for free. Like, it's not like I'm sitting there with like all my fucking bucks. I have no idea what people are spending on whoever, like Elijah Mitchell, like, especially early in the year, you don't know what your team is early in the year. I would have spent a lot on Elijah Mitchell early in the year, not knowing what my team was. For example, I remember I started like two and three, I think, or something like that. Right. Like, so, so it's right. not, a, you, you don't, it, there's a lot that's uh, in up the air. To me, it's like a, like a bound, like it's like preference. Like, do you prefer a more competitive league in general, or do you prefer everyone having a fair shot to grab players? That's what it comes down to. But if everyone has a fair shot to grab players, it's going to make juggernaut teams. That's all I'm saying. I think, I think it could, but like Rick's saying though, hindsight's 2020, like, you know, who the fuck would Rick have like blew his load on at any time in the season? Like, how would we know that? Right. Yeah, I mean, the only I can give one example. Like this just happened in my college league. Someone dropped Chase Edmonds at one point, like right when he got hurt at the beginning, thinking he was going to be out for a while. Like the first place team had like we we do a thousand uh, free agent bucks instead of a hundred, which we should do a hundred if it, it does get voted in. I think it's easier. Yeah. And he bet like eighty five percent, so eight hundred and fifty out of a thousand points to get Chase Edmonds, and now he's like. It's a clear runaway year for him. What? That's you know, I don't know. Yeah, but when did they drop him? Like week one or week two or something like that? No, it was whenever Chase hurt. Edmonds get hurt, got hurt. It was like in the middle of the season. Well, that, well, luckily we don't have fucking dumb fucks like that in our league. Yeah, no, for sure. But I'm just saying, it's just an example of how yeah. it can kind of power balance and shift teams. That's it. Well, I'm putting all my money on Chase Edmonds if he ever got dropped ever. So, <laughs> Man, same. He's definitely beast. I could I be, I could be fucking one in seven. I'm getting. I'm. I, I want him. <laughs> I get. That was the problem. Yeah. I had an injury ridden year. I only had 150 fab bucks left. No Chase Edmonds for me. Right. Right. Uh, it's it's right. it's interesting, but I think um, it's it's very rare where one team doesn't experience injuries. Like like the chances, Rick. This happens again where he has he has the three best wide receivers ever. In fantasy, football. right? Or like, or like, what? Like, what would I have paid for a starting quarterback? You know, to to not have to stream a court starting quarterback every year. I would block or him. Every what, time. what I would have, what I would have paid for Dawson Knox early in the year. You know, 
like especially at, and at a hundred dollars too it feels like a little less of a i mean obviously you saw percentages but and and everybody's going to be on a learning curve next year if we do it yeah but um but yeah it's 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 hard to it's hard to tell you know for sure and, and, I, and again i'm speaking from a point of i didn't get one fucking player all fucking year you know like every every week it's like all right well I have to put in for fucking whatever, but I know I'm not going to get this guy. So I mean, the one, the one thing, what I like, I always think when it comes to that, I go back to last year. I got James Robinson after week two. Everyone had a shot at him. I had the last waiver and still got him. So like exactly. sometimes players fall. You just got to find those gems. Exactly. But, uh, we should let's let's reel it back. I want to say one thing. Yeah. Uh, one waiver pickup that I think you possibly missed out yeah. on, Joe. Go ahead. Cowboys defense for me, bro. That's Literally. Big. That was they amazing. are my third highest scorer on my whole team, bro. It's that's a huge acquisition. Huge acquisition. I think I just went Mitchell because again, I just don't see Dame Harris and Higgins on your team without him. For sure. 100 percent I think it can go either way, but either way, all uh all good pickups. Let's uh huge. Let's, let's roll this train, boys. No, good uh good um addition there because the Cowboys defense are are putting up quarterback numbers every week. It's fucking crazy. Um we got one award left, believe it or not. Um, and it was, it's, it's pretty important. It kind of shaped the rest of the year for this guy. Uh, Rick, why don't you hit this one? This last one is the Mike Winchell award. So it was the closest loss, right? So this went to Sheehy, I believe, right? Sheehy Decker. And it was less than one point. Less the Mandrews game, bro. The Mandrews game. Dude. He he had like what? 40 something points, maybe a hand bone almost something crazy. (laughs) Um, but it was, it was a backbreaker for Sheehy at the end of the day. I mean, Sheehy missed, missed out by a game, I think, right. For, for the playoffs. If he had one more win, he had a tiebreaker over somebody. I forget who, I forget who it was. Um, but that really fucked him. So Decker squeaked it out. Uh, but Sheehy gets an award you don't want. The Mike Winchell. Yeah. I mean, a tough year for Sheehy. He had a lot of tough breaks, man. He had a lot of tough breaks because Kareem Hunt went down. That was a bad one for him too. Um, and and I sold him that that lemon. Oh, uh, and speaking of, we do have that last <laughs> award, the, the Sleazy Car Salesman Award, which is going to none other than you, Joe Perry, for the <laughs> worst trade accepted in your deal with Kyle Furlong when you sold him Antonio Brown and Michael Thomas, neither of which played – for Kyle, I think I mean Antonio Brown just came back last week, so he might have played for him last week and blew his bracket. But up until that point, neither player played an entire uh, a, a, a single snap for Kyle. Um, for for CD Lamb, who turned who's you know who's who's great. Um, so yeah, so the sleazy car sales award goes to you, and then one more award I just thought of off the top of my head <laughs> is a keeper league the best keeper award, which I think is obvious. We knew it coming into the season. It was Justin Jefferson to you. Yeah. It's Justin Jefferson now. He's a top five receiver. He's been a beast, especially down the stretch here. So best keeper award. Like I said, we knew it going in. Mm-hmm. It it we it was it was right there written on the wall for us and it turned out exactly how we all thought it was. Justin Jefferson for the best keeper award goes to you, Joe Perry. Keepers is gonna be fun next year to see to see who who everybody's gonna rick real quick a little devil's advocate we got to do worst keeper too real quick i think it's probably gonna be me but let's do worst keeper real quick all right well i don't don't know off the top of my head um i know i took gibson who was who's who's been pretty good terry mclaurin actually is bad no for decker 
Joe. It's got to be Calvin Ridley. It's got to be Calvin Ridley. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh duh. Oh duh. It's got to be Ridley or Logan Thomas. Oh. Yeah, but that's it's just it's just not like the the, the position is just not as premium. No, you know. And it was like sixth like, round, seventh round, sixth round, seventh round, seventh round. I, I think it was even later than that, but even still, just uh, the tight end position is not as premium as Bill, who thought he had his wide receiver one. Yeah. In Calvin Ridley, in the what was it fifth round, Bill? Uh, third round, but yeah, dude, you're third right. Round. I've been devoid of a wide receiver one all year because of it. Yeah, all year. Yeah, yeah. So that's that has to be the worst keeper. Um, uh, I, Bill has a theory that he he's just do, doing this to maybe get out of Atlanta. Who knows whether whether that's true or not? Maybe that's just the pessimistic yeah. Falcons fan shining through. Maybe yeah, if he is going through mental health problems, hopefully he gets his shit together and um, you know, and whatever. But we'll see. Agreed, Rick. I hope he, if he has mental health issues, I hope he's okay. But I'm starting to, you know, get a little paranoid. I'm thinking about every possibility at this point because <laughs> you don't hear anything about him. I have no idea what's going on, man. Yeah, but he has a lot of explaining to do if he wants to get out of Atlanta. The next team's going to be like, "Are you fucking good?" Like, what? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, either, either way, right? If it was for that reason, he definitely cost himself millions of dollars. So I, I don't know. It's a weird situation. Whatever. I got the worst. The thing, the thing with shit like shit. that is like talent. Always people always give chances to talent. Yeah. Josh Gordon is still playing, <laughs> so he's talented enough to that a team will sign him on and and whatever. So yep. We'll see if that's the case. We'll see. But um, I I'm not. He's on my D and D list easily for next year. I can't touch Calvin Ridley. Yeah, you I always brought it up because I want to add more hardware to my uh, shelf. You know? <laughs> well, there you go. You, you got one. <laughs> you earned another one. All right. So let's 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 talk about the playoffs now. Up to this point, okay. Uh, we're just going through the win the winners bracket, losers bracket. Like we said, it's come down to Nelson and Vinny. Since it was a bracket, we're not going to break it down. We just know who it is. Um. Best of luck to you guys. Winner gets to pick their pick. Remember, you don't get the first overall pick. You get pick whatever pick you want. Could be the first overall pick. Mm. Could be the last pick. Depends on what your keeper is, who you want to keep. Maybe that could change the round, whatever, whatever. But that's Vinny and um, <clears throat> Nelson. But the winner's bracket. The first game was Mirtha and Mauve Avengers, Joey and Drew. Um, and without even looking at the scores, I know – Murtha dodged a bullet, and he will be. He was the first one to say it. Listen, I got given a win last week. Uh, the Mall Avengers lost Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, Michael Pittman got kicked out of the game, and they didn't. I mean, you they started a tight end, but Darren Waller, who they wanted to be the guy, wasn't playing either. So three, like three locked and loaded starters, um, and their 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 tight end who they thought could be their guy not playing against bill bill i think it was 114 you put up right yeah 114.5 114 which let's be honest if you if you put up 114 you're thinking ah, i'm probably gonna lose against against anybody you're thinking all right 114 i mean i have a shot but more often than not i feel like seven times out of ten you're probably losing that game so bill dodged a bullet that week um again this this <laughs> We're not. We're, we'll. I'll talk on this side of the bracket, I guess, Perry, because I'll just go in. That'll just lead me in, right into the next game, because that's not. I'm not trying to minimize Bill's team. No. Because the week before that, he put up 188, 
and the week after that, the semifinals, yeah. he put up two oh six. Yeah, okay, exactly. So let's not let's not you know feel too bad for Bill or like oh he got lucky blah blah. Okay, he said you know what I got lucky. I'll put up two hundred fucking points. Exactly. I put up two hundred points. So I'm looking at that as the dude who was going to play, thinking, holy shit, he put up 188, 114, then 206. Yep. Like, t- I'm praying. He just blew his whole fucking load. And and all the defenses that are playing, you know, T. Higgins and fucking Brandon Cooks and whoever, these dudes are going to key in on them, and, and they won't let it happen to them. I'm, I'm, that's my, my hope, because my ceiling is, I don't, it's not, I've never gotten that high on any of my games. So, uh, Bill beat in the semifinal game that I had mentioned. Bill beat Perry, who I think Bill had a personal thing for everybody saying that he got lucky. It wasn't necessarily he wanted to embarrass Perry and all of his family, but he just wanted to put a name out for himself. <laughs> Perry put up a, a pitiful ninety-four points. Was it Joe? So it was ni- um, ninety-eight, but it doesn't matter. Ninety-eight. You're not even breaking them. double digits. Okay, Bill, more than doubled your score. Um, it you just didn't show up that day, which was really tough. It's tough, tough for anyone. You see, Matt Stafford threw twelve interceptions. It seemed like anytime you turned on the TV, he was turning the ball over. Um, it was just a really, really. You guys just didn't get up for the game. The, they took the bye week and they went on the party boat, the, the New York Giants style. They went on the boat and uh, they did. They just didn't show up. And Bill's team, like we said, put an absolute shellacking down and catapulted him to the championship again. All right, that's so that's that side of the bracket. You guys want to touch on it before getting into the other one? I mean, for I just. For me, worst loss of my life, most disappointing end to any season of any fantasy football, you know, year ever, 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 ever. Like I, I had, dude, I thought I was in, bro. I thought I was in. I, I'm looking over at Martha's team. I'm like, he's he's fucking benching all his guys. He had him bench Saquon all year. He's starting to bench Saquon. Um, he hasn't. He didn't start Damian Harris in like eight weeks. He puts Damian Harris. I'm like, I'm over here thinking like, yo, this this is great. This guy's scrambling. He's going to put up 96. <laughs> He's going to put up 96. And my guys are going to finally fucking, you know, gel. And it just, you know, it, it went the complete fucking opposite way. So, you know, there's no bigger disappointment than this year for me. That's all I got to say. I was texting Perry that morning. And by no means am I admitting defeat. But he could tell that I was scrambling, scared. Definitely felt like I was going to lose. <sighs> Yeah, you always have a chance in fantasy, yeah. but I did not feel good after the Saturday night, uh, Christmas Day, AJ Green four point performance. I thought I was screwed for sure, and uh, I think I think it's probably the most points I've ever beaten anybody by, and maybe the most winning margin we've ever seen in fantasy history, possibly, probably, and probably the one hundred and ten mo- points, the most you've ever scored. No, have you ever scored more than two hundred six? I broke 200 once, I think, uh, last year, but I don't think it was that much. I think that's probably the most I ever scored. I mean, we're talking about, like, three guys that had career games, like the best games of their life. Damian Harris, that was his best – easily his best fantasy performance. T. Higgins never had a better fantasy performance. Cowboys D, I think that was their second best of the year, maybe, something like that. Uh, I just got fucked. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you got a bad draw. Uh, just imagine if like I didn't start A.J. Green or had a better wide receiver. Like, I might have had the, the yeah. highest score in Panda's history probably. You might have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, imagine if Calvin Ridley didn't go fucking AWOL. 
Bro, but that being said, like, Joe, I thought, I definitely thought you had the best team coming out of our bracket. It was between you and you and uh, Joe and Drew. But Joe and Drew, as good as their team was and how complete it was, it was losing gas towards the end of the season. They they started to pile up some injuries and shit. You could tell their team was wearing out a little bit. Um, that being said, I, I didn't think it was going to be like this. I'm stoked that I shellacked you. I didn't, but 110, man, that's unprecedented. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one more step, one more step. The first thing I told Bill after he beat me, I said, you might need this performance again to beat Rick. Honestly, like I think, you know, there's a good chance Rick goes one over 150. You've done it. What? At least 60% of your games, you've gone over 150. No, I don't know if it's that much. Maybe it feels like that, but no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Rick, I was looking at your schedule the other day. You're nuts, bro. You've been putting up like probably 150 ish every week, and you've had like two clunkers. I I need to draw a clunker. Fingers crossed, bro. He needs. A, I was gonna say, yo, we, me and Bert, Bill were talking yesterday, saying you're you're due for like a clunk, dude. Like a clunk, yeah. like a 78. <laughs> yeah, but dude, but, it's got Cooper Cup going against Ravens D. Who, if T Higgins could drop 45 on Ravens D, Cooper Cup might drop like. 80 fucking points, man. Yeah, I'm hoping they don't take it personal on him. Hopefully Stafford's like, oh, I got something to prove too. I threw four interceptions. I got to come back and show people who I am. So Rick's gone five over 150, and then just the rest are like 140. <laughs> but, I mean, dude, yeah, I mean, you're a powerhouse, bro. But um, Bill's going to have to put up a big number, I think. He doesn't need 200. I don't think he's going to need fucking 200. But, um. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're talking about the other side of the bracket now. We're looking at you, Rick. We're looking at you and Decker and uh, Decker and Eccles. Yeah, so Eccles again. Eccles got smacked. Uh, not as bad as me, but pretty bad. One one forty three to eighty seven. Um, I kind of knew Johnny's team. Johnny's team was looking like it was turning around too, and then it just fell right on its face, man. Well, that, yeah. well, that, the thing was, bro. Um, he ran into the just a terrible Cowboys uh, like sputter. They went into this terrible fucking sputter, dude. Like uh, um, four four weeks ago, this started. Dak had eleven points, nine points, and then eleven in that game against Decker. And that whole offense, you know, Johnny's got Cooper, right? Johnny's got Amari. Amari's not doing shit, right? So that's two guys that are out completely. Um, and then the next week. Uh, What's his name? Dak has like 40. He almost he almost scores 40. So yeah. Uh so I guess that kind of you know, of course, Eccles Eccles loses, Decker moves on, and then you squeak by against Decker. Not a squeak by, you won by 20. But um, you know, Decker kind of blew it a little bit sitting um, you know, Sony Michelle. So, Sonny, Sonny Michelle, whatever. Sony. Yeah, it's like I, I don't know. I PlayStation, Sony. Yo, Bill's got a Sony PlayStation shirt. It's like the most <laughs> classic. It's the most classic shirt you could be wearing right now. Um, but yeah, he started. Uh, he started forming. I mean, on the Titans over him, uh, and then you know Gage has been okay. Rick Gage has burned you once this year, I think. Yeah. But I don't know. I I, I just yeah. So so I I asked Decker about it. I said. Why no Sony or Penny? I figured you'd keep engaged, but Foreman, I thought, might take a seat. And Decker's own response was, he was worried about COVID slash Daryl Henderson for Sony. And for Perry, I don't know. I thought it might have been a one-time pop considering last week because the week before, Penny hadn't done that well. And Foreman had been playing well. A little dicey on Thursday night, but at least I knew he was going to play. 
So that was Decker's thought process into it. Um, he also then texted me today, no, yesterday, and said if he used his flex for Penny, he would have lost by 0.4. But if he used his flex for Sony, he would have won by 0.6. So it just goes to show like one player here or there um, would, have, would, would make all the difference. It was a tighter call than I thought, but I, I'm I'm going Sony, dude. I'm going Sony. I don't know. Yeah. It's always hard to get in the mind of a manager. I mean, I look at it right now and I'm thinking, how does Decker not start these guys? But, you know, when you're looking at your lineup all week, you start, you know, you think all different yeah. things. So it's, it's hard to say for sure, man. It's definitely hard. And it's so much easier in hindsight now. Um. But but the the Decker Eccles matchup also we wanted to just mention too yeah. that was the Pennygate matchup where where if you guys had not been paying attention Decker had in his his last week his game didn't matter he had his seed locked up or whatever so he benched all his guys Bill you can correct me on any of this because you know about it you know I think a little more but Decker benched all of his players he canvassed the entire waiver wire because he didn't have. Uh, a defense or a kicker or something like that because he wasn't playing guys anyway. Those positions he was just going to stream and was able to pick up Rashad Penny because he had those available spots. Um, there was a whole kerfuffle in the group chat about it. I was arguing in favor of Decker because 100% transparency, I perceived Decker as the easier playoff <laughs> matchup for myself over Eccles, which – I don't think it was crazy. Decker, I mean, Eccles scored 200 more points than Decker um, in, in, you know, in, in the points for. So I, I, the Eccles team, I thought, had a higher ceiling. So that's why I was arguing for Decker. But then once the text messages came to light where Decker straight up said, like, yeah, like, I straight up did this. Like, then I was like, oh, fuck. All right. Well, like, I, you know what? Like, that's kind of fucked. Like, you can't do that. Then it became a, then it became a matter of how, what, what should the punishment be? I was in the favor of you, you I don't really know what the punishment can be. We have a punishment that's written in the rules. I don't see how we cannot go by that, which I'm still that's still how I feel about you know punishments or, or whatever like the case may be. I like if we have it written down, that's what it should be. That's just my opinion on it. That has nothing to do with playing Ecker. I mean sorry, Eccles or Decker, whatever. Um that again, I'm I am agreeing with Eccles that what Decker did was wrong. Um and yeah, and and figuring out the punishment was something that what should it be? Should he drop penny? Blah blah blah. Obviously, it ended up not mattering in terms of the game. Decker beat Eccles by you know almost double his points, but it was just the fact of how it happened. Um, Decker admitted to it, said it, you know he didn't even think the game mattered. Whatever the case was, um, and and yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of what happened with Pennygate. Decker took his punishment which was no no first waiver wire and and that was it um bill was is all of that is all of that correct yeah no i think you pretty much nailed it all um basically just the roster thing so because he didn't have to start a kicker he had no kicker right because he was on his bye which gives on him his extra, team. he had no kicker on his team at that all. gives him an extra roster spot and then he had two defenses on his team both on the bye so if he was starting a lineup, he would have had to drop someone else to pick up a starting defense. So that's how he got two extra spots, just to clarify. Yeah, okay, cool. So so that's that's what happened. Um, and now this week, again, we're recording this on Wednesday. It looks like Eccles is doing the same thing. Eccles, I'm, I'm assuming he's doing this out of protest. 
because he didn't like how everything shook out. But he currently has no one in his lineup. He current he picked up a bunch of guys that look like potential keepers. He doesn't have a kicker on his team. He's got Trey Lance, Justin Fields. He picked up um, uh, White, the running back on New England, who's on the IR. You know, he's not he's not playing at all. So he's just picking up guys to stash them as potential keepers. I mean, think of it however you want. I think Eccles is being a little baby about this. If if that's what he's doing again, maybe it's Wednesday. Maybe he'll put, maybe he'll field yeah. a, a team. Who knows? But if this is just his way of saying, man, well, Decker did it, so I'm going to do it. All right, whatever. Then I guess next. Then I guess we figure out the punishment for what it's going to be for. Does it carry over to next year? I don't even know. I think this is whatever. It's just like that. Whatever, whatever. Well, we actually have in in the rule book that if you do it in the last week of the season, that you lose your first waiver for next year but there's a good chance all of this changes so yeah i don't know again. what's gonna happen I, I really don't i had an issue with the whole thing because earlier in the season i i was talking about not starting someone so i could hold on to sony michelle who would be really nice to fucking have right now but uh you know it, everyone was willing to jump down my throat and then it's like someone else does it and everyone no one says anything i don't know if that's because everyone was still in it and it was mid-year and this kind of happened when teams were out of it but <laughs> I just think all the pandas should be on the same page when it comes to crime and punishment and justice. But hey, I, maybe that's just me. Hey, I was though. You know that I was. I, I for was, sure. I was ready to hammer him, but uh, I think he's still mad at me for that. Decker. He definitely didn't like that I came at him hard like that. But um, well, the the best was the Vinny receipts. That was that was bro, the <laughs> Vinny receipts were absolutely damning, bro. I was sitting there, like I said, I, I'm thinking I'm getting. I want Decker, who I had already beaten. In, like, I, I don't think Decker's team is very good. Decker's team ended up playing well in the playoffs. Like, I would have preferred to have uh, Eccles' team, especially that first game. But Wait, Rick, real um, quick. Right now, shout out to uh, Mark Andrews for being probably the playoffs MVP yeah. out of any player right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, he, he can do it with any quarterback. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. Just throw the ball to Mark Andrews. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I was arguing for Decker. Then I saw the receipts, and I was like, oh, fuck, well, I can't. I just there's, there's nothing I can say. Like you, you done you done wrong, you know. So yeah, and the thing with Eccles, he still has time to to set his lineup. Um, but after he listens to this, just knowing how who Eccles is, he, he probably won't. He'll get he'll get pissed. It feels just a little hypocritical because Eccles was one of the biggest proponents when I was talking about not starting a kicker to hold on to Sony. He was one of the biggest proponents against me. Now he's doing it anyway because it happened against him. It's kind of lame, but I don't know. Like I said, everything's probably changing. It's hard to enforce everything, anything right now. But, uh, but it's like the wild, wild yeah. west of pandas, man. But he hasn't done anything wrong yet, though, right? No, not yet. No, yeah. Not yet. Okay. So, whatever. So, I mean, so we'll see. We'll see what happens on Sunday. We'll see what happens. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then and and yeah. So that was the playoffs. Um, and now we're in championship week. Now we're in championship week. There's no Thursday game, which is nice for me. I'm just gonna say this off top. I absolutely fucking hate that I have no Monday night games and Bill has Najee going Monday. I absolutely hate that. Like knowing that I'm like, let's say like no lead I have, if I have a lead, if I have a lead, no lead, I'll feel safe with, you know, like it's Najee who's been his rock all year. He's been his guy. And knowing that I have to face him on Monday night sucks. It's the worst feeling. Um, but but yeah, if you if we want to get into the the rest of the breakdown, we can do that now. 
Rick, real quick, just just uh, bouncing off you, man. No doubt in like the big game, you feel like you want your players to play last. You want to always hold on to hope that someone could just pop off and bring you back. But right, we'll see, man. You know, a lot of times that's just fake hope. You know, <laughs> so let's see what happens. Yeah, let me yeah. stop you guys real quick. I just had the worst flashback ever to last Sunday, dude. I was watching. Uh, I was watching like NFL game day because I don't have red zone, so I just threw the game day on. Every fucking play was a Mirtha touchdown. Dude, <laughs> dude, every 15 fucking minutes they had, oh, score alert, score alert. Every fucking time. I, dude, I wanted to just put my head through the fucking TV. Like, I just wanted to end, bro. I just wanted it to yeah. fucking end. I hope it doesn't go like that for any of you guys. I hope it's a good matchup. Uh, yeah, Mirtha, go ahead. What are you thinking? Real quick, off that too, Joe, like one o'clock games have been like tough for me this year. I feel like I'm watching a lot of ones where my guys aren't scoring and you nailed it. It was like, ding, ding, D Higgins touchdown, Damien Harris bro, touchdown. Bro, just kept going back and forth. It bro, was awesome. It was 1.25 p.m. and T Higgins had five catches for like 60-something yards already. It was it, there was there was time in the first quarter left. I was, I was like, dude, this guy's gonna have fucking fifteen catches at the end of the day. I was like, are they not? Are they not playing defense? I was like late to watching Red Zone, and I jumped on, or I checked my phone. I, it was probably like two fifteen or uh, one fifteen or something. One fifteen. Like T Higgins already had like eight or nine points. I was like, oh, this is awesome, man. Dude, he must have had like five straight catches in a row. I was like, dude, this is the fucking worst. This is not good. Not good at all. And it was not good at all. It was horrible, dude. Well, I mean, since it's our matchup, why don't we have Joe comment on it, and then we can we can right. maybe nitpick players yeah. a little bit afterwards. I'm not I'm not going to be long. You guys can nitpick the players. I know who you guys have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know who you guys have. I think it's, I think the big thing is going to be what is what's Bill going to do in the flex because we I don't know yet. He doesn't know. I, we don't know. Um, I've changed it four times since I've been on this podcast. Right. <laughs> And, and I'm just going to be consistent with what I've been saying all year. I think, um, I think Rick caps this off with a title <clears throat> unless Mirtha's unless Mirtha has another game where Damian Harris just falls into the fucking end zone four times. Like you said that you needed him to do on Sunday. I morning. called it, bro. I called it somehow. <laughs> so I think that I, I really do truly believe that Murtha needs to have an epic performance not 200 I think he needs like a one a 160 kind of a big a big fucking day or else Rick's coming home with this trophy and I will say whoever wins this we're looking at a you're gonna go you're going in for a dynasty next year either one of you guys whoever wins this title is looking at a making a dynasty like you have going to have a huge target on their back next year. Either one, either one of you guys, we've never had back to back. Martha would make history. Uh, we've never had three out of four Rick. So you'd be going for that. Would be nice. yeah. You guys would both be going. Well, Bertha would be going for a three P. I mean, listen, you, you guys would both be going for dynasties. You guys are close. Uh, it's, it's a big fucking, it's probably the biggest championship this league's ever had in terms of domination potential. So I got I mean, I don't know. I got Rick and I think Martha needs a big time performance again. Big time. I would almost say this is a bigger I don't know, it's hard to say, right? Cuz I got two rings, Rick has one. But I would be the first back-to-back ever and it would put me to she's level. So it's almost, it almost 
for league history, maybe it's a bigger game for me. But then again, like anytime anyone's playing for a ring, it's a huge game. So it's hard to say that one way or another. But it's it's huge either way. League history, yeah. It's the biggest championship game we've ever had. Yeah, and you know what's interesting, Bill? I was thinking about this the other day. This game is going to come down to the trade we didn't make, right? For it's sure. Gonna come, it's going to come down to either out of the, between the four players, let's say Damian Harris, Kyle Pitts, Debo Samuel, and Antonio Gibson, and maybe Saquon. But those were all the players that you and I had named in trade talks, right? And all of those players are either going to go off or shit the bed or or some like not underperform or overperform but those are going to be the guys that decide this game and one of the like one of us is going to like damn if i had made that trade i would have had Kyle Pitts or i would have had T Higgins or or cuz T Higgins was the other guy that we had talked about too when that when that flexibility issue yep. or you would have had Debo or you would have had Gibson or whatever it was but those are those are going to be the guys that decide this game so it's going to be a, one of those cases where like what what could have been for either of us you know we don't we'll, we'll see what happens on Saturday and Sunday but it's just going to be those ones are going to come down and and say say who wins this game you're 100% right, man. I, it's funny. Like, I look back at that Saquon deal, and it's like, yeah, I should have totally dealt Saquon. But then again, T. Higgins was a part of that. And it, it's hard to feel out if you'd be positive or negative, really, on it, which was for Debo. So I probably would be positive. But there's a lot of revolving parts for this whole season for me, Rick, revolving around you. I felt like at the draft, you were taking a lot of guys I wanted. You didn't take Saquon, which threw my whole strategy kind of out the window. We didn't make the trades. I feel like karma in the world has put us together in this championship <laughs> as two titans to battle it out and see. I, I don't want to say good versus evil because I don't think any of us has really been a villain this year. Right. But I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to say you had it easy this year. I think you had an easier year than me, but you also drafted a beast team. So it, right, that that's the, the thing territory. too. That's, that, that's another thing I was going to say is we come, we both come into this game with totally different strategies for the year. I drafted and was lucky that my guys didn't get hurt and was able to keep most of my team. I, I think I have, like, out of my first six picks or first seven picks or something like that, I remember looking, I they're still on my team. Like, they're, like I remember looking at Perry's, just for example, I don't I don't know yours, Bill, off the top of my head, but I remember looking at Perry's first seven picks. I think he had one of those players still on his team, you know, and Perry yeah. was in and Perry was in the semifinal. For me, I had six out of seven of those guys, I, and you were the total opposite case of you – traded a whole bunch you you made a lot of free agent acquisitions and 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 all that stuff whereas me it was kind of very this is this is my team this is who i'm starting hopefully they don't get hurt luckily they didn't and and that was kind of and that was kind of it yeah no i mean it's you're definitely right it's two different dynamics a lot of it i felt like was me calling at times you know like, it took me – I had four weeks to clinch playoffs, and I lost three in a row and clinched in the last week of the season. I, I There was a lot of clawing and fighting this season for me. I, at times, bad management, bad starts, maybe not making the right trades. I don't know, man, but fantasy's crazy. I'm here. I have a chance. Anything can happen like we saw last week. I'm happy. I'm scared to play you. Yeah. Clearly, you've been the best team. Yeah. I definitely feel like the underdog coming into this game. Yep. But – I kind of been feeding off that, so I'm I'm cool with it. I feel comfortable. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go to war with you, brother. <laughs> Dude, I, I think if we're being realistic, 
um, Mirtha has, you can give him two checks at most. You can give him Josh Allen. He's he's got it Definitely. over over Tua, right? Yeah. Can you give Najee the check over Joe Mixon? Mixon's the three running back in the league. Mixon's been fucking electric, dude. Uh, you're not giving Dame Harris the check over Gibson. I mean, yeah, he did what he did last week, but is he getting the check? Are you giving him the check? Tough Gibson playing. I don't know if Gibson's playing. That's a toss-up. The tough part about Dame Harris, too, is he's, <clears throat> he was questionable practice, which he was all last week, too, for his hamstring. Yeah. But uh, Stevenson is back. Stevenson was out last Boom. week, which was a big part of that. So I, I, I don't even know if you'll definitely see Damian Harris in this lineup come Sunday. I can't give you – I can't give any checks on the receivers to Martha. How can you do that? How can you give any checks to the receivers? And then and then Cowboys defense, you can make a case for the check there. That You probably get the check there. But Arizona – I mean, what's Arizona going to do? I don't know. Probably nothing. They stink, dude. Um, they're broken. They're broken a little bit. So let me give you two checks. Let me give you Josh Allen and Dallas D. Right? I mean, you gotta have a you gotta have a thirty five point game from Josh and a twenty at least twenty from Dallas. You have to. I mean, but Joe, going into our matchup, I I said the same thing about my wide receivers against yours, and I think my wide receivers outscored like all of yours, minus AJ Green. Well, right. So so only once, only T Higgins. But. Only T Higgins, but it was he scored, he scored enough to cancel out all three of your starting wide receivers. So crazy shit can happen. But you, but right, right, right. But I fucking shit the bed, and and Josh Allen and Cowboys defense, those those that was almost what that was almost seventy points. That was over seventy points, dude. Almost seventy five points. You need that again. You need you need uh you need thirty you need thirty plus from Josh. And twenty plus from Dallas. I don't think that that's an argument. I mean, dude, I'm I'm gonna say this very simply. The two years I won it all, I went into the playoffs knowing, no doubt, I should probably win this ship yeah. or at least get to the finals yeah. and be like have a really good shot at winning. This team scratching claw to get a playoffs. I've never felt like fully confident. Like, oh, we're definitely gonna fucking win this. At all, my whole my whole year, yeah, with all the shit that I went through yeah. with Ridley and everything, and the fact that we're here is great. But we're still hungry, baby. We're hungry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but we're talking about bu- like bus potential. Like Rick's bus potential is low. It's extremely low. That's just no, for sure. Just, just look at his player. Look at his player averages. There and player rankings. It's 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 like cool to look at. Like, my- looking at Rick's team totally reminds me of my team last year, and it. I know last year I had the funnest year in fantasy history, probably because it was so much fun to have a beast team. Yeah, that's where Rick is this year. But I'm so here's so here's the thing too. I'm looking at the, you know that they've got the graph underneath the matchup, right? That shows you how you would have scored against the team each week, right? Like if we had played every week, who would have won, right? I would have won nine games and lost seven. So that's not that big of a like. Yeah, it's almost five hundred, right? And the and it's this last one, two, three. Oh no, sorry, it was ten. Ten and six. Ten and six it would have been. Um the last four weeks, I would have gone one and three yeah. against Bill. Bill would have beat me. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. I was the black. I was looking yeah, at the wrong the one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> let me let me count that over. So so Bill would have beat me. Yeah. Wait, no, 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 Rick. I'm the black. I'm the black. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm the, the black, black. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the last four weeks. Bill would have gone three and one against me. Right. 
Right. So and my, and my one loss would have been by less than two points. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So the Bills came on this this last part of the season. Oh yeah. And it's not been that that much of a you know like I I had done this too with with Decker's team before just to make you know I wanted to make myself feel a little bit more confident because mm-hmm. I never feel confident either going into the game. Fuck fantasy only- football. I feel like it's foolish to feel confident. So I just looked at that and I was like, oh, I would have beat Decker like. I would have only lost him like three times this entire year. I'd feel good going into it. That would have sucked if I had lost. But with Bill, it's a little different. Like he would have beaten me a lot of games these last four weeks. He would have beat me three out of the three out of the four. And one of them came down to two points. So it's like, it's, it's a lot. I feel like it's, it's, I had a great year, obviously, but it's not like, this is not a, this is not done and dusted. No, 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 Fine. no. And I'm not trying to make that case, but I'm just the, what I'm saying is, you know, I'm not Rick. My bust potential was 50% higher than Rick's because that Rick's guys don't bust. And if they do, they're not all busting, but, but I'm just looking up where the fuck you're getting point, where you're going to win. Where are you going to fucking, where are you going to win? Like I need Josh Allen to throw like four touchdowns to Dawson Knox. <laughs> I need I need yeah. they're playing the Falcons. I need I need Devin Singletary to run in four touchdowns, get a defensive score, and the, the game be over by halftime. Pull Josh Allen like they did with Dak, who but but less points than Dak. That's what I need happen from that game because Josh Allen went through the what we thought was the gauntlet of his schedule and came out, you know, you know, unscathed. And now it's like, oh well and now for all of you who made it this far with Josh Allen, here's the Falcons. You have the gift of playing the Falcons. Dude, <laughs> I, I watch the Falcons every week. I'm just hoping no Russian touchdowns because there's going to be plenty of touchdowns. I'm just hoping no <laughs> no, no Devin Singletary, no Zach Moss because this team is going to dismantle us. It's going to be an embar- – like I, I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Allen's pulled for the fourth quarter. Like he's got to get his points in the first three quarters. True. He has a great matchup. He has a great matchup. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I guess that's it. I guess I don't know. Do, do you guys have anything else? Um, I'm. I think. No. I feel like you know we're we're here. We're at the end of the year. It was a fun year, especially for all all three of us. We were all in the playoffs. Yeah. We all had fun. Yeah. Um, we have to figure out a lot of stuff for next year. I know. You know, we're not going to get into all of it right now, but I know there's a lot of stuff we need to figure out for next year. We need to have Fab vote, me possibly kickers vote, figuring out what's going on with like, you know, dropping all your guys, not playing your guys, maybe have a harsher punishment, maybe figure out a second and third uh, seating tiebreaker, maybe figure out money for points four. There's a lot of shit that I don't know if anybody has a written down checklist. I, I know I don't, but if somebody has a list somewhere or, you know, stuff that things. we talked about. Yeah. Things. So like we can go back to this podcast to listen to, you know, the shit I had just said or whatever. Um, but there's some shit we need to figure out in the off season. Um, Drew will be on his own on draft night. Joe, I just want to say right now, Joe, obviously you're welcome to draft night. It's not even my house. I'm not even hosting it. I'm inviting you anyway. You're, you're always welcome. So I hope to see you there, but it's just going to be Drew making the picks. He's going to be the guy for, for this one going forward for the mob Avengers. Who knows? Maybe we get a new team name. We'll see what happens with the mob Avengers uh, going forward. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, we'll do figure you, out what, what else has got to go on. Do you think they rebrand? I think hey, so. Listen, I think so too. I've heard some things that they wanted this for a long time. They're hungry. They're coming. I think Drew's coming in hungry. I've heard that. I've heard that Drew want 
you know, he felt a little shackled a little bit. But, you know, that's for another day. That's for another day. We might see next year three new rebranding. Nelly's on the books for saying it. Yep. Justin is, and likely Drew is. It's going to be a whole different league next year, boys. It's going to, it's going to be totally different. <laughs> and one of you guys is going to be going for a dynasty. One of you. Hey, listen, I said to Rick the other day, if me and him just have to pass back this trophy every other year, <laughs> I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, we got to figure out keeper stuff is going to be fun this offseason too. Maybe we'll get another another keeper video from Bill in uh, oh, bro. in March or or whatever it was. Uh, I know that was a fun video that I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, I'll tell breaking, you one thing: breaking man. down, breaking down everyone's team. You're the, thank you, Rick. I'll tell you one yeah. thing: you know, you, you hope to make all this content, and then it's like you're an adult, and shit gets in the way. You know, yeah, I, I get it. Listen, bro, I'm, I'm doing that. this shit. I'm doing this shit on a family vacation in Vermont, so <laughs> I get it. Oh, shit, listen, shit happens. Listen, last thing I want to say: now that we have keepers, it's like the end of an era, dude. Like I thought when when I took J. Jeff. And then I kept him. I was like, "Hey, me and him, we're gonna bring a fucking title home." You know, it felt like it felt like it's the end of an era, dude. Because he's gone. He's gone now. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's the thing like, too, right? That was the rule we said: you can't keep keepers twice, like back to back year. So Jefferson's on the board. Everybody that was kept this year is back on board, correct? Yeah. Exactly. And so far, honestly, the, the thought of that I like, to be honest, because yeah, yeah, Jay Jeff was a, a sixth round pick next year. Just you know, it gets out of hand almost. I think it's yeah. fresh. Re-updating the player pool technically every other. I year. like that too. I hate hearing about some of my friends who are in leagues where they're like, "Oh, well, he's got fucking Patrick Mahomes for the next three years, and he got him in the thirteenth round." It's like, well, that fucking sucks, honestly. You know. So I like that we're doing it just one and done, one year and done, one player and done. I think our keeper setup is really, really nice. I like it. I like it a lot. Would you, Rick? Bounce real quick, Joe. Rick, yeah. bouncing off that, like we talk about, I talk about how Fab can make juggernaut teams. Yeah, it can happen. If we open up more years for keeping, it a hundred percent will happen. Yeah, yeah. Again, and I was never. I'm not for that. No, I'm this just, is. Cool. I want that. Me I'm, neither. I'm I, I think we. I think we found the right medium, dude. It it, it feels good. Um, this is cool. You know, I, I'm happy because I want to possibly draft JJF next year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like, who doesn't? But Rick, would you feel a special connection with Gibson because you know you had a two year run with him and you promised him a title? Do you feel like? Do you feel close with Gibby if you win this thing? I mean, if he helps me out this week, yes. But Gibson, me and Antonio have had an up and down relationship <laughs> this, this year. So yeah. we, so yeah. we had a rocky relationship. I have, I'll tell you right, I have more of a connection with Cooper, who I might keep next year, even though it might not be the greatest value pick, just because me and him were like, me and Cooper Cup were like this this year. What would you give um, up? A two? It'd be no, it'd be my first round pick. I got him in the third round. Jesus, so it'd be my first round pick. So I mean, I mean if, I'm the, if I if I'm the twelfth pick, that's, that that's pretty good okay. value, you know. That's that, dude, Rick. If you're the fifth pick, that still feels safer than the top five this year. Right. So we'll see. Mm. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, mm. I, it's it's, it's going to come down to feel. It's going to come down to you yeah. know what happens in the offseason. A lot happens between now and draft day. Um, but again, that's something that we all get to look forward to. Uh, yeah. All, all year. Bill, who are you keeping? Uh, I picked up uh, ETN. Yeah. My IR, maybe him. I don't know. James Robinson tore his Achilles, so maybe he's going to be out for like the beginning of next year. Right. It's either going to be him or Dawson Knox for a 10th. My my keeper potential pool is subpar to say the least. Yeah. It doesn't matter though. You, you're going to win. You might win a championship without your fucking keeper. So. 
I mean, dude, last year I, I traded James Robinson for uh, Kelsey, which was one of the big reasons I won. Like, I don't think you – if you're out of it, then you go for the keeper. If you're in it, yeah. you don't – you never you never take your foot off the gas pedal if you have a chance. All right. Good points. Good points. Hey, best of luck to both of you. Uh, I don't have a fucking horse in this fight, dude. I mean, you guys are both deserving. Um Rick's just had a fucking dominant year. That's why I pick him. But anything, anything can happen, dude. Anything can happen, and anything Joe, what, will happen. What would you put the odds at? I would say, like uh, right now, it's not. I don't think Rick's a heavy favorite. I mean, I think that you're rolling these last three weeks. You went for one eighty eight two weeks ago, right, and then one fifteen the week before, and now two oh six. It's like Rick's the favorite. I think Rick's like a. I think you're like a plus two two ten, right gotcha. now. Rick's probably like a minus one fifty or something. Yeah, like I think people expect Rick to pull it out, but I think that I think you're a good bet, dude. I think I'd I'd, I'd take that fucking money line. I think there's value there, definitely. I'm a gambler. I would take that definitely. <laughs> the one thing I am jealous of, man, I like I like where you don't have to make decisions. That's where Rick's at. I have some big yeah. decisions to make. That's why I thought I was going to yeah. make it, bro. I set my lineup for eight weeks in a row. I didn't even set it for eight weeks in a row. It was set already. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, you know, I'm going to see Rick. It's me and him are going to be on the podcast. Nobody else. <laughs> these are, these we don't got to fucking figure out schedules. Uh, these are big money decisions, man. Like $1,000 decision, basically. Bro, you got like – Yeah, we got to figure out the, the buy next year too if that's going up or not. Um, you got MVS in your flex right now. It's crazy shit, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> only time will tell boys but rick i do agree i'm happy there's no thursday game man i'm happy we get the duke it out on uh sunday and Monday. yeah that would have been it would have been annoying yeah you got yeah. you guys should face tonight. i love how fun it's so funny that bill has all these guys who like i'm i re, i hear about in like all these podcasts or like article that's like he could have a good game this week kj osborne mvs the fucking third receiver on buffalo who bill picked up and then dropped because like cole beasley and all them dudes are back now it's like all of these guys who are like they they each one of them could have a good game. Bill picks them all up, <laughs> puts them in the flex, takes them out, drops them, puts another guy in. The Bro, low key, I really, I was hoping Beasley just like died of COVID because I was going to start McKenzie for sure. But Yo, who's done? Who do the Giants play this week? The Bears. The Bears. Yeah, Saquon's not starting. <laughs> you can't start him. Fuck him, Fuck him. He's twirling his beard. All right, well, that's it for me, guys. I got to get out of here, play some Taboo. <laughs> <laughs> taboo is cool. I used to play that all the time. Well, Pandas, or uh, Joe and Rick, as always, thanks for having me on. Yep. Got to love doing a championship edition. It feels great to be here. Good. I always feel comfortable on the pod with you guys. Thank you. Good luck, Rick. Joe. You as well. Same as you, Bill. You, you're playing for nothing, so I can't really say good luck. Are you playing for third? For playing for third? Oh, true. My bad. Good luck in your third place game. Um Thanks, I definitely think you're favorited, but hopefully you get your money back and Rick will duke it out, man. I'm sure we'll be in touch for the next few days. Just, uh, I'm sure. you know, thanks for having me yeah. guys. I appreciate awesome. it. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for coming on. Good luck to you as well, man. Joe, Rick, it's been a great year. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really it for me. I, I can't wait to do it again next year. I mean, we'll figure out scheduling wise for next year, what we're going to do. Let, like, what do you guys think about the schedule for episodes? You know, break down a quarter of the season. I I mean, it was good for us because we had a lot of shit going on. Yeah. We'll have to see what we've got going on next year. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, but, but yeah, let me know. Let us know what you guys thought about it this year, what we can improve upon. We're always open to, uh, 
critiques and criticisms. But but yeah, yep. that's it for me. Good luck, Bill. Thank you, Joe. Rick, it's been an honor. Great season. Hell of a season, pal. Um, good luck to both of you. I don't have a dog. I don't have a fucking dog in this thing. Um, but like Marissa Cusinelli Purdy once mm-hmm. said, that's another brick in the wall. Yes, sir. <laughs> Purdy. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June. I said that's life. That's life. And it's it may seem some people get their kicks stomping on a dream but I don't let it let it get me down cause this fine old world